Blog Talk Radio. Nation from coast to coast and around the world, you are tuned into the 411 Lounge. I am your host, LeVar Evans. Seven years ago, uh, the exact date was March 17, 2013. I looked it up, and my guest tonight came on the show. And at that time, in my ever indefinite wisdom, which I knew I was going to be right, I said that my guest was going to do really big things within the industry. I'm glad that she did not prove me wrong. (laughs) And uh, when I think about Sophia Rose, uh, I think of someone that has become pretty much a dependable brand within the industry in which you know you're going to be entertained, but you will also be informed. And she has definitely been someone who has been a go-to in regards to the industry itself and who has mentored uh, a lot of people who have come in behind her. And for that, I know that she has won numerous awards, including a Humanitarian of the Year Award. And I'm not surprised, and I am honored, and I am grateful, and I am glad to welcome back Sophia Rose. Good evening to you. Hi. Thank you for that very generous (laughs) introduction. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I kept wow, thinking I about it, and I was like, nah, maybe it's been a couple of years. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll I'll call Sophia up, I'll see if she wants to come back on. Then when I looked at the date, I was like, seven years, that goes by very, very fast. But we're going to get to what's kind of happened in between it in a minute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it, and trust me, it, it was not Sophia. It was actually me because I actually walked away from doing this for a little bit for a few years. But um I definitely would have had her on in between then, but I guess we can't. We have to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is exactly with the COVID nineteen and what is going on right now. First of all, how are you doing? Uh, and I guess you know, how are you keeping yourself busy right now? Well, I'm fantastic. Um, I have been in quarantine since March fifteenth, and um, I cut a trip to Washington D.C. short and came right home because I had a feeling this was going to happen. And um, I was glad to come home because I didn't know, you know, I, I, I obviously didn't want to get stuck somewhere that I didn't, wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I have been extremely busy. I have been sitting on months and months of content. I'm able to get caught up and edited on that. I'm still not caught up, but I'm getting closer. Um, and I have been, I've probably done over a dozen interviews in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And my interview with the New York Times just came out in print in the New York Times this Sunday morning. 
So I'm really excited about that. Um, and that's the kind of busy I've been. Just uh, my publicist is working overtime right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going I'm to say I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to bring that up uh, in today's okay. New York Times if you have a chance to read that article. And I know that there's also a YouTube video uh, that oh, has – yeah. YouTube, yeah. Have the um, on Friday was the digital version of the video and the um, um, and the digital version of the Times was all released on Friday. We did not know it was going to be in print on Sunday, and it came out Sunday, which is pretty a pretty big deal, you know, it's a Sunday paper. Yeah. So um, I definitely have marked uh, Easter 2020 as a, a monumental. <laughs> this is a big moment in my life. <laughs> like, wow, okay, the New York Times, it's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, the sky's the limit. And that article was about how uh, cam models practice sexual distancing. Uh, could you tell, I guess really briefly, could you tell the folks a little bit about the article and uh, how they approached you with it and uh, what you added to it? Well, they, they specifically sought me out because they wanted a person, a performer of color and someone who's otherwise marginalized. So I fit both categories um, and uh, – it was really about how we, what we're doing during this quarantine time and just overall how our business in the cam industry and the cam aspect of it, how it's impacted us and, and me specifically. And there was probably two, I think, other performers that did full-on porn on top of cam. Um, we all had kind of the same thing. We're on a standstill on performing uh, for the studios. We can't be hired. We're, we're solo filming at this point. And, you know, we're talking about the influx of, performers versus the decline in, um, you know, viewers or money that's being spent by the viewers. So that was really what they wanted to understand was what, what's really happening. And, um, you know, my whole thing was just that you're, if you're walking into the cam industry now, this is the worst time to do it because it's, right. you're doing it at a necessity and you haven't built a brand and you have nothing to separate yourself from where someone like myself or girls that have been around for a couple of years have established themselves in their communities. Um, and we, you know, we've been doing this. So um, we're not just jumping out of desperation or last minute, you know, I need something. So kind of situation. So we, you know, we are able to truly entertain our fan bases, uh, captivate them, keep them there. Um, which is really a challenge when you've got an influx of new talent coming in um, that's probably not going to stay either. So yeah. you know, that was really what we were talking about. And in my case, they wanted to know how all my platforms were doing in general overall. And overall, you know, I'm making what I would normally make in a week. It's taking me about a month, but it's still not a bad month. So that's the month right. a lot of people would want because um, I'm not traveling. So the travel is what impacts my income and, and I'm okay with not traveling. Cause this is what I was, I was going to retire from the touring and traveling anyway, come May. And this just kind of jump started it. And I'm okay with that because now I get to see what my life was going to be like anyway. So I'm, I'm just here early. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that question in a little bit. And I guess to kind of uh, yeah. go back to what you were saying with, because uh, you have your sites on sites such as fan Centro and on OnlyFans. And now that a lot of performers are pretty much at home and they can't, you know, film, and some are now taking that plunge into there, do you, I guess, in a way, how does one kind of wade through that pond of so many people now coming into something that kind of in a way was, I guess I wouldn't say 
it was limited at that time to just, you know, certain people doing it. But now you have, like, a lot of other people jumping into well, it. I think, yeah. I think it was viewed by civilians as very taboo still, mm-hmm. you know. And you have an influx of civilians coming in to be sex workers. Mm-hmm. And I just think that if they don't have anything special to separate themselves, they're going to crash and burn quickly. A fresh face is always going to do well out the gate. It's because it's fresh. It's everyone wants to talk to the new girl. But in a couple of weeks, you're not new anymore. There's so many people coming behind you that you're not new in, in a couple of weeks, and that changes. I don't, at best, I think the, the people coming in now, unless they truly have something to separate themselves from everybody else, um, I give them two months at best, a couple of weeks for most. And that's just realistic. That's just me being realistic and, and honest. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, unless you have a feature about your body that makes you extraordinarily unique or you're doing something on cam that is not something that many girls do, it's really hard to just be a cute girl sitting on the Internet and asking everybody to tip you and, and pay you. It doesn't work that way. Right. And And I know that because I have mentored girls into – camming even right before COVID um, my cousin is one of them and she's only doing a premium Snapchat and she has said it there's aspects of it that are really good she can charge anything she wants per minute for a private show um, but to get them to join her actual premium and stay there is a whole other task so and I told her that I said right you have to do more than what someone else might, and even what I'm doing because I've been around and they know they can get their content anywhere they want. There's so many platforms and options for, for my brand right now. Um, so, you know, if I'm, I'm kind of uh, more vanilla, I would say even though it's still X-rated, I'm more vanilla on my Snapchat, they can still go get my hardcore content somewhere else. Right. And they can get my girl-girl content. They can get my fetish content, my solo content. It just depends on what they're looking for. So, you know, but if you're if you've limited yourself to one platform or you're brand new to a platform in the industry as a whole, it's harder to separate yourself. Um, so I had I even had you know while I was coaching her, remind her you cannot compare yourself to what I'm doing because what I'm doing and what you're doing are two different things at this point. You can keep it simple, but you got to keep it frequent. <laughs> right. And is there uh, is there some side of fear too that some people may try to branch out on their own and try and go and film like a bunch of scenes while you know this is supposed to be a downtime from doing that um there's always somebody who's not going to follow the rules and in the industry as a whole we tend to know who those people are and we tend to avoid them if we want to avoid exposures there's people who will shoot during a moratorium when we've had a an hiv transmission you know, and we're in a moratorium, and they will go and shoot anyway. Uh, those are just unscrupulous characters. They exist in every business. They exist, unfortunately, in our industry. Um, I am shooting solo at home only. Um, if I happened to be somewhere else, such as a hotel, for whatever reason, which has not happened, I would shoot in the hotel just to have a change of scenery. But for right now, I'm making do with my apartment and whatever I can um, in public. Um, and when I say public, that's still without contact with other people, such as open parks and things that are, you know, open. Um, but I'm really limiting that. And um, the fans are seen to be craving more than anything the one-on-one interaction anyway. So, and a lot of that I think just has to do with the fact that we're, we're all, we're all in this together and we're all feeling the same effects, which is a little bit of loneliness and boredom. Wow. <laughs> so... 
And I guess, um, too, with that loneliness and boredom, what would you say to those uh, fellow adult stars who, I guess, too, I guess one thing is coping because you, you get used to a travel schedule and you get used to filming schedules. For those that now find themselves pretty much kind of stuck, you know, waiting, uh, how do you yeah. cope? Well, for, in my opinion, it's it's a mindset, and I will be honest and say that I've struggled with it through the last, uh, you know, little over a month that I've been in uh, quarantine. And um, it, it's you have to you have to have a discipline and a mindset to to not let it overtake you with depression, because I think that that's very easy to let it happen, um, and to find ways to make use of that time and keep yourself busy. Like it has made me happy. I feel very accomplished because I've gotten so much work done um, and I'm still getting stuff done uh, and getting involved with other projects around the house, things that little, little, I have like a, a, a COVID, uh, what am I calling it? My quarantine honey-do list. It's just a list of things that I have to get done. That I haven't been able to do such as hang a bathroom cabinet, you know? Wow. So, you know what I mean? Like, and I have an art project, a painting I've been wanting to work. I finally got my paint out and I'm getting ready to do that in the next couple of days. Like just, you got to focus on things that are, um, that you wanted to accomplish that you have right. normally don't have time to, and, and go ahead and indulge in those things, especially if it's um, a creative outlet that's going to really give your mind some, you know, some chance, a time to explore because we don't, we don't normally have that. And I am used to traveling, you know, all but 10 days in a month. And, um, and so for somebody like me who's constantly on the go and never in my own bed, um, it was hard the first couple of days I I was, I was depressed. I was starting to struggle with this is really weird. This is this is real. This isn't a movie. Like this is kind of like scary. And after a right. couple of days, I went. Oh, I think I just needed an adjustment phase, and I'm okay. And I'm an extreme extrovert. So for someone who's not used to um, enjoying alone time or, or just you know being stuck home, um, it's a little difficult to challenge. So you have to like have that mindset of I'm not going to let this bring me down. I'm not going to let this. Um, change the way I'm operating. I just need to modify everything, you know, just modify it enough to where I can make it work for me instead of it. it you know, I don't want to see anybody just um, kind of like go out of business because they're just depressed. We don't know how right. long it's going to be. So it's just an adjustment, which every business has to do. Every single business in the world right now has had to make adjustments in some, in some form. And if we're treating this like a business, then you've made the adjustments. You should be able to make those adjustments or find or reach out to other people like myself that have a lot of experience. You know, I've been through a few recessions. I know what it's like. I, this, I'm treating this like a recession, you know. So um, it, it's working for me and, and, and it's working in my favor in, in, because I'm never home. Um, but I am absolutely here to listen to other people if they are struggling with ways to cope and ways to um, still make their business work for them. Right. You know, the uh, performer, it's, I know it's tough on a lot of people. And um, I, I, I've spent a lot of time talking to a lot of people, a lot of my friends catching up with people because I haven't had time to do that. I've, yeah. I've said it for, for probably the last two years. I don't have time to be enemies because I have no time to be friends to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> So when people try to start drama and say, you know, she this, she that, I'm like, I don't have time to even be an enemy. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> right. <I promise. laughs> like, where did uh, that come from? 
too busy. Yeah, yeah, so I always laugh about it because I'm just like, no, 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 I don't really. It doesn't happen too often, but every so often I hear, oh, you were subtweeting or you were this. I'm like, I don't have that kind of – I wish I had that much time to calculate like that. <laughs> but I'm moving so quick all the time that, um, you know, even my friends get neglected. I've had, I had a friend recently um, – who said that she said it's not that we're not friends she told someone else and it kind of got back to me and it came back to me distorted and I you know so I addressed it I just said you know we're not friends anymore question mark and she was like no 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 I just said that I felt like I was putting more effort into the friendship and so I just left you alone and I was like right well unfortunately just the nature of my business and the fact that I'm never home uh, doesn't I'm at a disadvantage to make quote-unquote effort you know Like, yeah, I it, tried it's to very hear. hard, yeah, especially when, you know, like you said, you, I mean, it's not to sound too callous about it, but it's like when you have a, quote, uh, a business to run, you know, you get pretty busy. And sometimes, you know, unfortunately, there's things that kind of like drop between the cracks and it's not intentional. Really? But relationships, those things. Yeah. And, and I have to remind people, you know, successful people are busy people. Mm-hmm. I have not, I, I've met a lot of people in my lifetime. I've not met someone who was extremely successful um, and doing well in life that wasn't busy. There's a cost. There's a price you pay for that success. And in my case, uh, relationships are are one of them. I have a small, small circle of very close friends, about three of them. And outside of that, uh, I I can't foster stronger relationships at at, at that point. I haven't been able to. I'm starting to be able to reach out. I mean, my own daughter, I don't talk to her as often as I'd like to. And I've been able to talk to her more frequently now that I'm home. So, you know, um, I know it's James Brown once said, "Pay the cost to be the boss," and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. But right. I want and I people understand it, and some people don't, and I have to be gentle in my explanations of those to those who don't quite understand that. Um, you know, and hope that one day that they achieve success and they're that busy too, and they understand it. You know, it's harder right. to understand when you're a little bit younger and newer into the industry. That's for sure. Yeah. So. I want to set the record straight on something, and I know a lot of people were probably thinking this. Now, there's – I know you have mentioned a few things. Now, as far as your stopping particular things here in May, was that touring or was that everything overall? And I guess with okay. everything that's so, happening, is there a yeah. chance so of extending those things into 2021? So in 2018, my plan was to stop all performing and touring. Um, I did not expect 2019 to go how it did. And that should be a lesson to everyone else who's watching me. So don't speak too soon. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know I was going to end up shooting for browsers, adult time, shape of beauty, uh, bang bros. I did not know that was going to happen in 2018. And so I was thinking, you know what? I think I'm done with the boy girl. I think I'm done with tours. I think I want to just become a solo artist again and just work on fetish work and, and only camming and doing my clip sites. That's it. I just, I was just tired of the, the extra work that goes involved. There's a lot of emotional labor involved in, in booking a tour and getting, you know, your schedule set up and it's extremely draining. And I'm a one man show. Um, you know, I lost my assistant in 2017 and I hadn't replaced that person. So I've had to do everything myself and it's, it's been a real struggle. And um, so I was like ready. I was just ready to be done. So then that changed when I started to get more visibility and, and, and I kind of had, I had another surge. I don't want to say I blew up because I've been around for so long. So I blew up again. I, I had this surge 
I don't know where it came from. You know, I had been working on the Brothers deal for a while, and I just it came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it, and I didn't know that it was just going to turn into this, like, snowball. And um, so my retirement at this point for May 2020 was exclusively to touring. I was no longer going to be offering fan meet and greets except at, like, the Exotica shows or the expos and events that are adult-related, um, in which case you can meet me on the floor of the event. So um, that was all it was related to at that point. Um, now that this pandemic has happened and we're all in isolation, um, I have not decided if that is, this is it, where I'm done. DC was my last trip and I'm done. Or if I may go ahead and continue those last few tours when, the, when it's safe to do so. I have not decided on that part yet. Um, so right now, I'm just focusing on getting my businesses, all my, um, I'm just trying to streamline all my platforms, essentially, is what I'm doing right now, so that if I choose to get back on the road for a couple of months, um, those can still run and operate efficiently, and then I can go right back into just doing what I, doing this again. So I will still be performing more girl, still be going to events, I will still be um, – you know, offering cam shows and things like that. It's just the 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 boy girl interaction, which which I was thinking I was done with. I'm not going to be done with. I'm just not touring. Touring and meeting fans is not going to happen anymore. So, and basically, all that is is I am exhausted. <laughs> you can't fly over hundred thousand miles a year and not be exhausted as a civilian. Um, people in the military and and people that work for the airlines fly that much, not civilians. So. <laughs> I'm just tired, and even if I kept to the four expos plus, you know, expos and all the other industry events like ABN, um, that's still 10 trips a year. That's still 10 places I have to go a year, and that's still a lot. That's still more than a normal person does. So I think that's um, plenty of opportunity to fans to, you know, make, um, make a point and priority to try to meet me at those events, um, and if not, then, you know, that's kind of, they missed the boat. I, I, I'm not going to be here forever. And I, and this is the conversation I like to have with people. This is why I encourage people to support sex workers and to be active with them because none of this is forever for anybody that you love. Any of your favorite actresses, none of us are going to be here forever. Uh, there is going to be a time where we transition out. Sometimes it's sooner than we think. Sometimes it's unexpected. I've seen girls leave to have a baby and not come back yeah. or not come back for 10 years. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I encourage people, if you want that real-life experience, that one, that one interaction, you have to take your shot while you have it because you don't know where, these, where we're going to go. And in my case, I'm just tired. And, you know, I love meeting my fans, and I have a great time at all these events and shows. Uh, they are exhausting. I think people think, oh, you just have to stand there and look pretty. But, you know, standing hours and hours and hours and yeah. heels on a show floor, your, your, your cheeks hurt by the time you're done. Your toes hurt. The balls of your feet hurt. You don't eat. You rarely get a bathroom break. I mean, I had a girlfriend go with me to one show, and she was like, I, I've had a girlfriend go with me to every show, but I always have somebody who just, how do you stand there and doesn't right. your face hurt? And you have, yes, your face hurts. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lot more energy-consuming than people realize, and I think that – that's often very underestimated. While I enjoy it, it's just not something you can do forever. And I commend the performers who have gone on well beyond their 40s, 50s, and even 60s and are still there. Like, that is, <laughs> those are chances right there. Because I cannot, I can't see myself going that long. 
I'm already <laughs> done. Man, I'm done. This is, you know, that's, this I, I've been to being here in Chicago because I was going to say, Sophia, the uh, only thing I've heard tonight was Sophia said she was only going to come to Chicago and nowhere else. But um, <laughs> what? Um, the one thing that I know that I've seen, because I've been to a few exoticas here, and it, I have a great respect for anyone that survives that entire weekend because it's so much that goes into it. Um, and I, I I feel bad. I was like, wow, it's, it's a lot of standing, a lot of smiling, a lot of you know interaction, and it's just I'm pretty sure after that you need a week off. Um, just think about how you feel as the consumer going to the show. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming and kind of exhausting for you. It's fun, so you don't notice you're doing you're like, oh, my God, I'm tired right. until you're done. <laughs> That's how I feel when I leave. And, you know, there's shipping my stuff ahead of time, getting things to the hotel, hoping it doesn't get lost at the hotel, hoping it doesn't get lost on the show floor, you know, miscommunications and times with the booth. Sometimes those things happen. There's just a lot that goes on that people don't realize because we're standing there smiling and having a good time when they see us. And you don't even know all the crazy that already happened before. <laughs> so, you know, and we're still doing photo shoots and video shoots and all kinds of content. And on top of that weekend. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. And, and I think if I just stick to just those, I will do just fine. To on the spot, but I do know that you have been here to my fair city here in Chicago a few times, especially within the last uh, couple of months. Uh, yeah. What has been some of your favorite places to go around here? I love Chicago, and Chicago loves me. Yes, um, we do. I have an amazing fan base in Chicago, very supportive. I love all of you guys in Chicago. Um, I believe it or not, don't get to be a tourist too often. And when I was there in October, was finally able to go see the bean walk around millennium park, um, kind of just really walk around Chicago in that area. Cause I usually stay near the airport. Um, and I've only stayed at the Navy pier one other time. So I haven't really seen or absorbed real Chicago because I stayed there. I went to a bears game. I've been to a Cubs game, um, many couple years ago. And um, I don't always get to do that. It just depends on who, because I don't, I don't travel alone. I always have someone behind the scenes working with me. Um, so it depends on who's with me and what they want to do. So I make time for those things. And other times I am there just getting in and getting out. <laughs> so, Did not come to see uh, my White Sox. Wow. <laughs> no. No. Next time you're here and baseball is playing, I will take you to see a White Sox game. <laughs> okay. I did. I, was, I went when the Cubs, who were they playing? I, I can't remember who they were playing. I want to say it was the Red Sox. I'm not sure who they were playing. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was there for that ball game. Um, and I am one of those, um, one of my bucket lists is to see as many baseball stadiums as I can. Um, so that was one I hadn't, I hadn't been to Wrigley Field yet, and I had to go. So, but I love. I had such a great time when I went. Well, was a, that was a few years ago. Um, I was with a friend. We went. We just left the stadium right afterwards. Little street right there. That stretch of bars and bar mm-hmm. bar hops. And it was. We had so much fun. Um, just meeting locals and you know people were in a good mood and, and just every, it was like that at the Bears game too. I met so many cool people at the Bears game. Um, and, and, you know, when I'm in, I'm there because the Chargers were playing, so I'm in my Chargers jersey. No, nobody cared. Everybody has great respect for Philip Rivers. 
they were all nice and talking about players, and I was just chatting it up with all kinds of people. And I, and I loved it. I loved it. I didn't know they hated Green Bay so bad. Wow. Yeah. Like oh, a, God, no. Yeah. They were no, like, we do not like Green Bay. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, woo, glad I'm not on that team. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Yeah. just like, as but long was, as you weren't walking through there with Packers gear, I think we pretty much, you know, any divisional opponent, but especially the Packers, if you, as long as you're not walking through there with Packers gear, you'll make it through. <laughs> yeah, no, but everybody was just so nice. I couldn't get over how nice everybody was. And it was the same experiences after I went to the ball game at Wrigley Field. I, I just walked around locally and just jumped around into different places and just enjoyed and, like, absorbed Chicago. And I loved it. I loved it. It's, it's a great city. Um, I've contemplated coming and staying for a couple of months at a time just, just to enjoy it and the music festivals, just whatever things are going on. The food festivals, obviously I like to eat and, you know, I'm always down to try things. So there's been a couple of food festivals and different music festivals I've wanted to go to. And I just sometimes my schedule doesn't allow that. But that's why I'm saying when I stop traveling so much, I can actually go and enjoy the cities I've been in versus, you know, not right. leaving the hotel sometimes or exactly. the convention show. You know, you it's a working trip. That exhausted. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I love Chicago. And, you know, I there was one place um, downtown that I had wanted to go to and didn't make it to, which was they had replicated the Central Perk Cafe from Friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to go there. <laughs> Not sure if that's still it. going we'll on, go but uh, I'll find out for you. But I know every once in a while they'll replicate a particular TV show. And they'll uh, have it all decked out exactly how it looks. I know we also did something for Saved by the Bell. We had it looking like the Max. So, oh my yeah. gosh, so funny. So, um, <laughs> so I'm a big Friends fanatic, and um, and so that's why it's like, I yeah, I love that TV show. I, I I love it. It's been my like quarantine buddy the whole time. <laughs> so, um, I do enjoy, I enjoy that show. It's so funny because people either love it or hate it. But I absolutely love that show. And I watched it first run, you know, when it was first on NBC. And, you know, I'm part of that age group. So it was just like I related to them throughout, you know, their years on air. So I've always enjoyed the show. Uh, so well, it was just one of those things where I had I have to go. And I just couldn't make time. But, I, I, you know, I'll go next time now that I know it's there. I did a ghost tour at Halloween. That was really fun. Um, going to different graveyards and just learning his Chicago history. Pretty, pretty interesting. So I love you. I, I watch, I watch Friends every night. So while you were here, I'm going to actually just do this real quick because I've always needed to play this clip and I never played it, but I'm going to play it for you. Hey, okay. how you doing? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> relatable character i also like chandler a lot of people say sometimes i can't have like that chandler like just humor which is i don't know if that's good or bad (laughs) (laughs) he's funny joey just every single character has a trait or quality that defines them and 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 it's something we all can relate to whether we've experienced it ourselves or are the person but Mm -hmm. you know joey's how you doing is iconic like that is just we know what that is not know that. See, that's, I learn something new every time. Uh, and as I said, you're a big yeah. sports fan, so I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Do you see sports returning anytime soon? And if so, would you go if it did? 
Yes, I would go. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been worried about how football is going to be affected by this. I hate that there's no sports on. Um, I said this in a recent interview that I think that some of the solo content I'm going to actually create is going to be sports related because, you know, men love sports and porn. So why not? Personally, just I also really enjoy sports. I hate that I can't watch basketball. I hate that baseball, like everything is just delayed. Hockey, everything's gone. And I'm going, what? It's so weird. I can only watch so much Jalen and Jacoby before I've heard the same thing over and over again. You know, I'm done. (laughs) Please let something new happen. A couple of weeks ago, ESPN did something which I thought was pretty awesome. And they they made it ESPN the Ocho. And they showed like a bunch of like just weird one-off sports that they did. And I told people the funniest thing that I ever saw, and I wish they would bring it back. And if I had the power to do it, it was a competition called Slippery Stairs. And it would be people trying to get up the stairs, be the first one to hit this, like, uh, bell or target. And I said, they need to bring it back and do a celebrity slippery stairs. It would, like, be ratings gold. Oh, my gosh. That's like me. That's a a normal thing for me, slippery stairs, man. I can't tell you how many. I am the only person you've ever met who can fall up the stairs. How does that happen? I've done it multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know how I am coordinated enough to play sports, yet I am extraordinarily accident prone. I joke all the time. I've never seen a wall I didn't want to meet because I've people have people I know well have watched me just walk into a wall, and I'm like, oh, I know it was there. <laughs> 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 My depth perception is off. I guess I don't know. Oh, I don't know how that happens, but I guess it can happen. And I'm pretty sure there's people yeah. out there that relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to watch for yeah. sure because it's. Just yeah. I was going to say, now, seven years between time from here to now, I guess to ask you, and I had one other question, uh, a couple other questions about the, the business itself. I was going to okay. say, is there anything that you haven't done on film that you like to do, or is there anyone you haven't worked with but you'd like to? There's a long list of performers I still want to work with. Um, I'm not going to give that list just because it's, it's oh, no. long and I don't miss anyone and get anybody's feelings hurt. So I, I won't list, but there's a lot of uh, top performers that have expressed interest in shooting that the content would be fire is not even the appropriate word to describe what it would be, but yeah. I'm working on it. I am working on it for you guys. Things, things take time. Conversations have to happen. I am a BBW. That is not a performer that a lot of studios want to shoot. But when I have male performers going to bat for me, I'm working on it. So I just need everyone to be patient because it doesn't have. It took me two years to get browsers to shoot me and Bang Bros. So I was say, that, was that, ground, that was a groundbreaking. How did how did that come about? And do you think it opens the door to them maybe showcasing more BBW talent? They already shot multiple and they have not released. So it tells me one of two things. They shot me and my performance was strong enough or that the, the overall um, shoot went differently than others. Um, and, or they used me as the, the test and I just took off bigger, I think, than they expected. And, and it, they continued to shoot me and release my, my, um, my content. I'm not sure they have not released girls that were shot uh, in 2019, early 2019 when I got shot the first time. Those, those have not been released. And some have and have not gotten any visibility. I can't think of the girl's name, 
mm-hmm. who was shot with them um, and released last year. I can see her face, but I can't think of her name right now. There was no visibility on it. I didn't see it. Now, does it open doors? I hope so. That is why I did it. That was why I pushed and why I fought and why I begged, pleaded, you name it. I, have re- I, I made request after request. I had people speak on my behalf. Um, and there was complete silence, and then all of a sudden I got the call that we want to shoot. So I hope that it brings opportunity. I hope that it changes the audience's perspective. That was my goal. That was my intention. Um, there was a lot of negative comments. I ignore those. I focus on the fact that I have acquired a whole new fan base. Uh, that fan base has been very supportive. They have had nothing but positive things to say. I love to hear you know, I never noticed big women until I saw you. You're beautiful. You turned me on to this whole new genre. You know, who else should I be checking out? I love those conversations. Those are great conversations because you want to change people's perspective um, right. that all women are beautiful at every size, and we're all capable of great sex. <laughs> Smaller <laughs> people do not make it better sex. And I, and I just, I know that from my own experience. It's not always better just because someone's smaller or whatever it is that you think, um, because we all like our steaks cooked different. I don't eat meat personally, but there you go. You see what I mean? <laughs> we all like it cooked a little different and done a little different. And, you know, I, I like to relate sex and pizza. Sometimes you want the $5 hot and ready, and other times you want to fly to Naples and go get it right at Italy. So it's just, you know, one's much more expensive than the other and one's better than the other. And it depends on who you are and what you're in the mood for, right? That's how I look right. at it. No, I've been to Italy. I can have that pizza, but I also don't mind Little Caesars for five bucks because sometimes that's the mood I'm in. (laughs) Everybody just needs to understand that our tastes are also different, and I want to normalize the bodies. Um, I am in no way ever trying to promote unhealthy lifestyles or obesity. I am vegan. I do Pilates. I'm clearly not trying to live unhealthy, but I think that you can be accepted, respected, Uh, loved and appreciated as a human being uh, that has something to contribute to society. And I think people just want to overlook that and say, oh, you're fat, that means you're ugly, and that is absolutely not true. I have a thriving business, and I don't think that if if we were dictating my income based on my attractive level, then, you know, I think it would shock a lot of people. So I, I want other people to be empowered by it. I want men to not be afraid. Women, men who love us, Um, and adore BBWs. I don't want them to be in the closet anymore or afraid to speak or show off their girlfriend or their wife. Um, It's just there's so much that goes in my head behind everything uh, I do, and I'm thankful for every male performer I've worked with because they've all been amazing. They have all been amazing, and never once have I felt or been made to feel like they were doing a chore or they really weren't into it. in fact, I've had a quite the opposite experience, and many of them have to hold back because they were popping before the pop was ready. So, <laughs> so I believe that. I, don't, I, I, I believe it because I know from my own personal experiences, um, but I think that people who are viewing are going, oh, who would want to fuck her? Who would want to do Like, are you turned on? I mean, I had someone say that on the New York Times article on YouTube. Did anybody think any of these people in this cam, this, this cam article attractive? And I'm like, well, yeah, I was wearing conservative clothes. It's the New York fucking Times. I'm not going to, you know, be out there with my tits hanging out and my ass crack showing. Like, come on. I'm not trying to be – I wasn't trying to be standout attractive. I was trying to look normal, you know. Right. 
just a normal civilian. So I, I felt like that comment, I was like, you know what, you, you, you get me at it sitting at a bar for less than two minutes and I'd have $1,000 of your money. You wouldn't even think twice about it. Like, mm-hmm. don't even, no, don't try I'm glad you said because, that. And it, it, one thing I've noticed with a lot of people, especially uh, celebrities online, is that it always bothers me that they see the negative. It could be probably ten negative uh, reactions and probably a thousand good ones. And I think they zero in on the ten negative. And I think for some who don't or who aren't really strong enough, they let it bother them or it gets to them. How do you get through the negativity? How do you – the, the biggest thing is I've been guilty of that. I will be, admit that. I've been guilty of that. And I have people who will DM me and say, why do you focus? Why do you call out negativity? It just gives them more attention. I am human too, and I can only take so much. So by the time, if I am calling someone out or, um, I guess, chastising them <laughs> publicly, um, it is because it is the hundredth time that day, and I have had it. I am human. I can only go so far. Now, majority of the time, and, and your, I do believe your personal life takes a, a role in this. Majority of the time, I let it roll right off my back. I'm a pretty tough, thick, thick-skinned girl. I grew up with eight brothers. I mean, you can say anything you want. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. It doesn't, none of it, nothing shocks me or faces me. Um, I have a really good support system in my close friends. And, you know, the people who love me, my mother, like all these people that surround me and support me, their opinions matter the most. Mm -hmm. So as long as I am in a good place with everybody, most of the time, I don't care. Nothing really phases me. It doesn't matter if it's online or in person because I hear the comments in person too. Um, But I will admit that if something isn't right somewhere in my life for the day, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a fight with this person, I'm arguing with so-and-so, uh, I might be a little triggered by those negative comments because I'm already in a negative place. Does that make sense? You're right. So that makes sense. it's just like any, any of us, you know, you're having a bad day and you snap at the, the checkout, you know, the checkout girl at the grocery store and you don't really mean it's misguided anger, I guess is the word. So mm-hmm. it's misguided anger. You're not trying to, you don't really mean to take it out on her. It's just, she just happened to be the person that was there. And sometimes that's why I succumb to that negativity. Um, for the most part, I don't even pay attention. I don't care. Um, sometimes I'll say small things like, you know, you're just jealous because I've had sex with more attractive women than you or more women than you because that's true in a lot of cases. I've had sex with more women than some men have. So. <laughs> and I like to brag about it. Um, and they're beautiful women on top of it. So um, so I, I make little kind of like passive-aggressive comments like that sometimes. Um, but it's very hard not to um, to jump on the people that you feel are being hypocritical. Oh, so you're jerking off to my porn. You're following me on all my social platforms, but you technic- you, you secretly hate me. But you don't secretly hate me because you're just making this comment for the attention because you actually like me. So I think a lot of it is, is not even real hatred. I think um, I, I dated a guy who hated me because I was fat, but could not not jerk off to my porn to the point where even when we broke up years later would cheat on his girlfriends by meeting random women, watching my porn and making the girls reenact it as me. It was really sick and fucked up. But he is, was a really sick, he is a sick and fucked up individual. And I have no doubt that he currently is cheating on his wife, doing the exact same things. 
And I laugh about it because I'm like, this guy would verbally abuse me and tear me down a couple of days every week. Tell me I was disgusting. I was just a pair of tit, all these things. And then a couple of days later, I love you. I can't live without you kind of stuff, you know? So I, I feel like you got a lot of guys that have misguided anger, you know, unresolved mom issues, whatever they are. I've had guys attack me in my DMs saying, my mom thinks you're a piece of trash, that you have no standards. Um, I'm sorry, pal. I don't know who you are, and I don't know who your mom is, nor do I care about your opinions. I care what, what my bank account looks like, and it looks pretty good. Do you need me to loan you so much? Does that make you feel better? I, what, 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 what's your issue? Um, I, don't get, I don't get that. I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand what drives someone to message a stranger and let them know that they're nothing to them. But you're nothing to me. It kind of works yeah. two ways. <laughs> that is insane. You know, so I, yeah. It, it I know we've had you here a few minutes over what I originally told you, but I've got three more questions for you here. Okay. I'll get through them. Seven years ago, on this show, I went back and I listened this week, and for those that didn't that missed the uh, throwback uh, Thursday, I actually had put the interview that we did with Sophia back in 2013. And I asked her then that if she could do a scene with anyone outside of the industry, do you remember who you said it was? Yes, because I had the same answer for that question everywhere. It was actually two different answers I gave, but it was, it was one of the two, and it was either Rob Gronkowski or J.J. Watt. Rob Gronkowski, I think J.J. wasn't even playing at that point, but it was Rob Gronkowski, which is what you said. So we've added J.J. Yeah. Watts instead. Is that, is that it? Yeah, J.J. Watts in the answer, too. So it's been Gronk and, and J.J. Watts. Um, I it would still be down to shoot with Gronk if, if he was, but I don't know that he's at the top of the list anymore. Um, and I think it's because I kind of lost respect for him because he was just kind of being stupid there for a minute. <laughs> you were know, you this dumb, dorky football frat boy, but you totally went to this whole frat boy. And that's just always, that just dries up my pussy every time. I see a guy acting like a frat guys, if you're listening, don't, don't. Don't. It's not cute. No, no, none of us really like it. The only girls that like it are the sorority girls. <laughs> and even that's it's good to go for all swear, you guys out there. Still like... Yeah. If you yeah. party too much and your dick doesn't work, no bitch likes it. Just saying. <laughs> uh, who are the type of guys that would uh, get the ladies' attention? In my opinion, as long as you are a polite and respectful gentleman, you will always get an interaction. I have no problem being polite and respectful back to people who treat me that way. Um, but anybody who comes off abrasive or arrogant, you're going down quick. You're getting shot down fast with me. And I know a lot of girls, I think ladies, I would call them ladies, that same. they are not tolerating that kind of cocky, arrogant, I am God's gift to women kind of men. It doesn't work. I don't, I don't enjoy the macho um, I am more likely to approach a guy that is doing an act of kindness than I am a man who thinks he's, you know, the shit rolling in on his motorcycle or whatever it is. And you have to remember that I have eight brothers and I am very, very in tune with male energy. So and it's not, nothing's getting by me real easy. <laughs> you know, a lot of fans, and I, and I heard this time and again, and, I, and I've seen some people go from this show to going to doing their own podcast. 
I think this kind of almost like used to be like a branching point for people going to do their own podcast. Have you ever considered doing one? I am in the works of considering for the last year. Um, everybody has asked me that I've done, done podcasts for. I hired a publicist a couple of years ago. I've done a lot of shows, a lot of interviews, a lot of podcasts um, for various people. Everyone always says you should. Um, I'm trying to figure out my angle. I'm trying to decide how I really want to do it. And it came down to the time factor, which now I have nothing but time, but can't interact with very many people. Um, <laughs> because my goal is to do face-to-face interviews, real celebrities, real athletes, real people, real people that we, you know, I want to do something a little different. I feel like everybody in the industry in the porn industry is doing a podcast in some form, yeah. but I want mine to be different because it's easy for us to all interview each other. We're in the same mm-hmm. industry, but I want to get to, I want to talk to a real celebrity in Hollywood or a professional athlete and ask his opinion on the sex industry. I want to ask their opinion on, um, you know, their predictions for the Super Bowl. But I want to know their predictions for the presidency. I want to talk to them about those same things that I would talk to fellow porn stars about, but with celebrities. And only, if anything, to prove that we are people too and we can be respected equally. Um, by using our body to make money, which is what a lot of these people do. A lot of right. athletes, they're still using their body. They're using their body differently. But they're still using their body mm-hmm. and their skill. And so, that's what I'm working on all that. <laughs> I can see that work. Actually, I actually like that idea. And is there anything that you would – well, I guess – is there anything that you changed from when you started in the industry until now? And what advice – would Sophia Rose 2013 give to Sophia Rose 20, well, 2020 would give to 13 or vice versa? What advice would you have given yourself now, everything that you know now relating to then? Oh, the biggest piece of advice that 2013 me would have given um, is that drop the men in your life, man. Because I'm telling you, so much of what I was doing was being dictated by the relationship in the background. And I learned after the last one um, to not let it, it – I knew it was – I shouldn't let other people dictate it, but I have a hard time sticking to it. Um, I'm a very loyal person. I will support and do whatever my partner wants, and I stuck to that, uh, and it was a mistake. Uh, did it hurt my business? Uh, I don't think it did. I think I progressed at a good steady rate, but it could have been better, a better experience for me. Um, and that's on the personal side. The industry itself was always very kind to me, and I, I've always done very well, and, and I can't complain. But my personal life really impacted my mental state and a lot of things that I did. And um, and it's sad when I look back at pictures and I remember, you know, X, Y, Z was going on when this photo was taken. I remember my mental state. I remember I was having a hard time with this or that. So I, I wish I knew to just get rid of those bad guys or – to just not let those people dictate what I was or was not doing. And that would be my biggest piece of advice. As far as girls um, or talent currently in the industry, I tell everyone to pace themselves, to pacing yourself. Um, that is what gives you longevity. I did not, I've not done a gangbang. I don't do anal. I haven't done those things. I don't necessarily want to, but if the opportunity with the right people happen, I would make it happen. So, um, but they're not things that, like, oh, I have to do it. I just think it would be fun if I have the right group of guys to do something like that. It's not something I generally am, like, craving to do, which I'm, I've met girls, like, that's their big goal. And that's okay. Um, it's not something for me necessarily. 
so I think everyone just has a different taste, just like everything else. And, and all those desires and goals need to be respected. It doesn't matter who you are or what stage you are in your career. But I do tell people to pace themselves. Yeah. I want to make sure we get everything out there on Twitter at BBW Sophia Rose. Instagram, I love Sophia Rose. On the web at I love Sophia Rose.com. Also, you can visit Sophia at Fan Centro and at OnlyFans.com forward slash Sophia Rose, where she's like the top 3.5% of all creators, which is like awesome. Cause I am awesome. shocked. <laughs> I've been on there for two weeks. I can't believe it. I mean, I've had the account forever, but I, I just got active because I've been home. Um, I'm also on ABN Stars, and I'm also on many vids. I, I have several Sex Panther, all those platforms. Do not be fooled by imposters. I do not have a Facebook account. I do only have my I Love Sophia Rose's Instagram, and I have a backup that references it. That is it. Everybody else is an imposter. Please don't get taken by those scammers. Um, I work on trying to take them down as quickly as I can, but it's not always easy. Instagram is not the easiest people to deal with. <laughs> so. I'm going to ask you about that real quick. It seemed that for a while Instagram was pretty much kind of really getting on a lot of adult stars. and. Oh, they still are. And taking away, do you see it getting better, or do you no. still think that there's, there's an issue there? There's always a political agenda of people who are trying to take down the adult entertainment industry, and as long as that is happening, Instagram is going to follow suit. And they're a very, um, they're a very politically driven company, and I feel like they, um, they are a little bit uh, puritanical. I guess is the word. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're very. Uh, it, it, it's very inconsistent. It's very um, and and you know, it, I've seen nude girls on on other Instagrams and no issue. And I barely touched my left boob and my my pictures removed for violations. So, right. um, but my 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 concern isn't so much those things. It, it I really can't stand the imposters. Nine times out of ten, I email them first and, and try to be nice and say, listen, can you please take this down? You're violating copyright rules. You know, if I do report it to Instagram, they will ban the user as well as all devices associated with the IP address. I'm not lying. I'm not joking. I've, I've done it multiple times. It does happen. And it's always a foreign guy who just says, I just want to talk to you. Right. By scanning my fans is your your goal is, is your way of trying to talk to me. I mean, you could just go to one of my pay sites and then talk to me. Right. You know. Um, uh, so it really bothers me. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish at that point. So. Any uh, closing remarks for your fans out there listening tonight? Um, no, just thanks for listening, and you know, I hope everyone is staying safe and staying home and um, doing their part to to flatten that curve and let's just get through this together so that we can all be out and about again soon. I, let's, I want those sports to come back and we got to do our part to, to make that happen. So I just want everyone to stay safe. And now for those of you who have listened either to Sophia for the first time or you've heard numerous interviews, you see why she is a favorite of ours. And I cannot thank you enough uh, for coming on tonight. <laughs> this is a little longer than what we had pretty much said, but I'm so glad we had a chance ah, to okay. touch on a lot of topics, and I hope it is not seven years between the next time we talk. By then, I know you you'll probably be. Time we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, you'll be sitting on the beach in Hawaii uh, drinking wine <laughs> by then, but if yeah. you're back in Chicago, yeah, definitely uh, let us know. But thank you so much, Sophia, and everyone who uh, is on Twitter, follow her and uh we'll definitely uh link a lot of things that she's doing and uh best of luck to you for the remainder of the year stay safe 
and uh, we'll definitely be following you, Sophia. Thank you so much. And thank all of you for listening to this version of the 411 Lounge. I am LeVar Evans for my guest, Sophia Rose. Thank you so much. You can listen to this broadcast here on Blog Talk Radio, or if you have the Apple Podcast set up, you can also listen to the show there. But in the meantime, that's it for us. Thanks so much for listening. Good night, everybody. Thank you.